Today, we are getting into the finale of Cycle 7 with my drag race sister, Detox. We had such a fabulous time chatting with my girl, D about some early 2000s nostalgia, where she was really at when this season was filming, uh, our Dead by Daylight excursions and adventures, the CoverGirl ad and commercial, the runway finale show, why she loves Cara D so much, and so much more. We have a fantastic conversation waiting for you, so get ready to enjoy the show. Forever. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shea Coulee and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. Hey Maxwell, what's going on boo? Hey girl, I'm doing well. I just, you know, coming off a gorgeous weekend. It's, you know, summer is in full effect here in LA. We're beaching, we're pooling. How are you? Um, I'm going through like a bit of an identity crisis. I um, am currently uh, bleaching my hair. So that's uh, where I'm at in life right now. So I've, I've um, been there. I know how that goes. Yeah, it's like this weird thing where you just get this like overwhelming urge to just, you know, strip all of the color out of your hair. And it just is, yeah. It's, it's like, something about the change. It's the change. And because we don't have long hair to like, you know, just yeah. go, go from day to night, I think like dying it is just like to get that extreme adrenaline change rush right. situation. You're just like, how do I go from day to night? I know. Yeah. Or from winter to summer, you know? Yes, yes. Um, I'm really trying to get very that, very, like, summer girl, very, you know. What What is our final destination? What is our final color point? Are we going for, like, icy blonde, white blonde? I am. I'm going for, like, a icy blonde. So I'm, like, in between the bleaching it phase and the toning it phase. And we'll really see how it turns out um, when I tone it because that could go... Um, one or two ways. Uh, I've toned it before and my hair has gone like completely bone straight. So I'm hoping that, Ooh. you know, the curls will still be there um, when I try and tone it. So we'll see. You know, I, science, chemistry, developer, things like I, that. I am very familiar. You Hearing you talk about it now, it's making me itchy because I always am thinking about dyeing my hair. I'm always <laughs> like searching for that instant gratification moment. I'm like, what can I do? I need to just color on my hair. Just, yeah. just you know, mm-hmm. white with black eyebrows. I'm trying to give you mother monster monster ball. <laughs> uh, yes. We'll no. speak. Uh-huh. Well, what? Speaking I was, of I was, what? Monster I was, balls? Nostalgia. <laughs> balls? I was going to say nostalgia. I heard balls. To, I, well, I mean, it is Monday, so we could keep our head on a one track. Ba- right track, baby. Mm-hmm. See how I did that there? Monster mm-hmm. balls, lady. Okay. 
Never mind. <laughs> well, let's get into the nostalgia of it all because we do have to put an end on this cycle of America's Next Top Model. Cycle 7 has brought us so many new elements, including a new network. And I just wanted to see, you know, let's just check in how you're feeling at this point. What did you think of Cycle 7 as a whole? Um, Honestly, going back and revisiting Cycle 7... um. I don't think it's one of like my favorite favorites. Um, you know? No, I agree. I definitely think when we sat down and started watching it, I was really excited because I forgot how many characters we had in this yeah, cast. Uh-huh. And then I quickly realized, although they were giving me the personality, they were not really giving me the top model I wanted. I felt like because this cast was so young, I felt like we got a lot of people that just didn't want to participate. Yeah. Um, is, that, is that just me? No, no. I Because I'm just literally sitting here thinking, like, what is my reason for why I, like, feel a disconnect with this season? I really can't put um, my finger on it exactly. Um, sometimes you just, like, don't vibe with the season. I feel like, you know, there are probably some fans out there that are like, bitch, I live for season seven, but um, I don't know who they are. Well, whoever you are, if you want to let us know that you love Cycle 7, you could email us at beyondtop at gmail.com. Um, it's okay. Beyond Top Pod. So here you are just sending them off to, to send probably to some, some tops uh inbox who literally is just someone who wants to be on top not you know get questions about tyra to, um, you, you know what to be honest i've never actually said our email out loud i don't think until this very moment <laughs> so i have never had to say be on top pod uh at all so my well, bad email be on top at gmail.com and see tell us tell us at be on top pod at gmail.com um, if they answered and if they did, what did they say? Yeah, please let us know what top is behind the email I gave you. Uh, do we have a favorite photo shoot from this cycle? Like, do we have anything that's giving us, like, Serena Diamond's fantasy, you know, the the uh, tarantula moment? Do we have anything that, like, lives in top model infamy from this cycle? I enjoyed the top model stereotype photo shoot that they did, like, right off the top. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, that one is good, but I think when it comes to like iconic moments, the most iconic moment is what we're going to talk about today, which is Miss J's runway down, um, the final runway show. Yeah. And that beautiful Gaudi park, you know, in that beautiful park where she's just screaming and giving drama. Look, it's giving very Gaudi. I don't know. Like, I feel like he had a sense of humor and I feel like he was the, like, Tim Burton of architecture. True. I really, I mean, that park is stunning. Yeah. And Sagrada Familia is stunning. Well, let's talk about this top three. Do, well, do we think our top three could backpack through the mountains in Europe? Uh, bitch, I didn't say nothing about no mountains. Okay. Oh. I, I, w- I was on um, Euro trains. When I had, like, a Euro pass. I was on the train. I was on Ryanair. Listen, um, when you said, I don't know why I literally put you on a mountain in the Alps, but I did. Yeah, babes. Like, when I you're did. like, can they backpack through the mountain? I said, baby, oh, no, I was not roughing it like that. 
I was just okay. saying that I had all my belongings on my back. Okay. Well, let's talk about these girls who are carrying the rest of this competition on their back because we have Carrie D, Eugene, and Melrose. We have we already Eugene. talked about Miss J Alexander carrying oh. things on her back. Sorry. Now, she- she was carrying this cycle into infamy. But what do we think of our top three? Like, who? what do we think of Regina? She's our underdog. We have Melrose, the experienced, you know, know-it-all, and uh, Carrie D, who's just, you know, desperate to be a model. Damn, not desperate. Um, Eugenia <laughs> um, was great. Carrie D was great. Melrose, I mean... Personality was to be desired, but I still will be like, she was young. She was 23. I was still figuring out myself then. I feel like I was annoying when I was 23 too. Um, But yeah, that's like what I could say off the top of my head. Like no offense to them, but it just, you know. I love following Eugenia on um, Instagram now. She's really great with makeup. So she'll do these little makeup tutorials and, you know, she can really beat a mug. So I love that. Um, Doesn't she also but, work with yeah. a lot of can? She works with cannabis, right? I believe in my in my research, mm-hmm. I saw that she like is a cannabis works with cannabis. Well, that if she does, I love that because we love cannabis here at Want to Be on Top. So work, sis. Yes, um, I mean it's a great market to be in. Um, yeah, but she is yes, she does work with cannabis. I was not mistaken, but she is all still gorgeous. So mm-hmm. those cheekbones are Poppin'. sitting sitting right. She's gorgeous. Well, let's, you know, let's take a quick little break and uh, we'll get into this top model shenanigans. Yes, yes. I'm so excited because we have my drag race sister, Chi-Town homie, and Dead by Daylight Guru Detox joining us. We'll be right back. Today, we are putting the cherry on top of a very chaotic cycle of ANTM, and I am so excited to talk with our next guest because, well, she's gorgeous, and she understands the pressure of delivering fashion while under the high-pressure stakes of being in a reality television competition. Say that five times fast. Today, I'm so excited to welcome to the show my now Chi-Town sister. Let me welcome the one, the only, Detox. The one and only Detox. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're you're one of the VIPs in this call, you're actually on the call with the only iPhone. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The only iPhone. She said, no other can compare. Um, and only. one thing that I definitely miss in that introduction, I was like, not only like my now Chi-Town sister, but also um, my uh, Dead by Daylight mentor guru <laughs> sensei, <Yeah>. Detox. <laughs> yes. I don't think our listeners understand how much, like, like honestly, if there was a zombie apocalypse or if I were abducted, okay, and put into a murderous scenario, there literally is not another human being that I would want to have to go through that with than detox. Because I was like, <laughs> the survival, the, 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 the possibilities of survival just go up and up and up. 
which is like shocking because I am like I am incapable of being an adult human. But when it comes, <laughs> <laughs> like fully, I have no idea how to handle my life. But when it comes to like surviving an apocalypse, I feel like I could probably get through that. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, Detox will be, she gives the full final girl fantasy in a Boots. horror film. Boots. I am learning yes. every time we record this podcast how many people you play this game with. I had no idea. Every time I talk to you, I learn a new person yes. playing this game. Do I? I Listen, feel like that's I, gonna. You should start playing it first of all, and then second of all, that's gonna be the new podcast. Is the DVD podcast? <laughs> Honestly, I feel like the DVD podcast is gonna be like I know that now Drag by DVD- daylight. yes bitch because like honestly there are so many girls like drag race girls just like friends in general who played this game and um at first i really had like no idea who but now that i see like all the the it's so much fun to play you know it's just a whole bunch of gay frivolity running from killers who sometimes themselves are members of the community because on their little meat hooks that they put you on, you know, they'll have little <laughs> rainbow flags to let you know the that they're part hooks. of the community. Yeah. You know what though? Sometimes, sometimes they fake that shit. Sometimes they just have the flag up there just so you can think that they're an ally. And oh. they're like, they're like, no, we're going to call you the F slur. Yeah. Um, Cause sometimes it does feel homophobic <laughs> the way that, you know, you get oh, targeted very much. in that game. I'm like, wow, it just seems like you really wanted to kill me. Wow, like queer baiting happens everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. true. It's not just porn. It's also yeah. um, or Charlie survival Poof. video games. <laughs> yeah. Or- I okay. Can we talk about that for one second? Okay. I know we have so much top model to catch up on, but like I saw that photo that everyone said that he was like queer baiting with, and I'm like, what we're seeing is an individual in um, boxer briefs, which to me, that's not baity. Okay, and like a, a a a face mask, like kind of in glam, like he was definitely getting like glammed for something. So I'm just all like, what? What? Who are we baiting with that? Well, I haven't seen it, so I need a link. And also, boxer briefs. That's, that's what I'm saying. Queer. That that's that, not giving LGBT. No, it's not. maybe not. like LGBT in 2002. It's giving BLT to me. <laughs> I, I do love a good BLT. I still don't quite understand what a Charlie Puth is. I'm on, usually on top of these things, but I just don't understand. Everybody loves him. But wait, he, do you want to be on top? Do you want to be on top? Well, look at that picture I just sent you, and you tell me if you want to be on top. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Let me get into this. Is it in my text or my email? In the chat, in the Zoom. I oh, mean, there's look, a there's a chat. Listen, I am an old lady. I don't know how to technology. I would I would definitely <laughs> I would top it. Wait, I mean, what did I just do? <sighs> I think I think he's cute. Don't get me wrong. I just don't understand. Like, I just feel like he pop, he's on the scene. Everybody loves him. He has one of those really kind of pure falsettoy clear kind of like high pitch male tenor voices which just make people swoon in pop music so that's like the appeal got it we we love to swoon um yeah. also i have no idea how to use this phone so i have to, i'll have to look at them <laughs> i have to look at the picture later bitch because i when i tell you i'm a grandma i'm a grandma i have no idea i'm like what is technology i live 
I, but you know what? At the same time, I was so shocked not to bring it back to Dead by Daylight. But when it came to like <laughs> video games and 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 like uh, Discord and all of that, you were the one that was like teaching me how to figure all that shit out. I was like, who talks out? Listen, that's all because of Andrina. Andrina taught me how to how to do all that shit, and I still don't know how to do it. We love, but I do. Andrina I love in this bitch. <laughs> I do love being a sensei. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, well. Speaking of survival, let's talk about the survival of these contestants in this episode of America's Next Top Model. Um, wait, 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 hold on. See, I've been doing this so long that it's almost as if I forgot how to even do this podcast. Because um, <laughs> before we get into the nitty gritty of it, I have to, I absolutely have to, just because I know that this will be such um, an interesting and compelling answer. We do this with every single person that comes on. We take them down a little uh, trip on memory lane and we ask them to describe for us, you know, who they were at the time that this was airing. So this Cycle 7 um, aired at the end of 2006. So between like September and uh, November. So I just want you to go back to like fall of 2006. I want you mm-hmm. to tell us like where you were living, what you were wearing, what you were up to, what you were listening to on your CD player, your MP3 player, you know, what <laughs> what kind of cosmetics did you have in your purse at the time, like all of that. Listen, Real tea, the fall of 2006, I was in jail for three months. <laughs> <laughs> like, no tea. And that's probably why I don't remember much of the season other than because <laughs> I loved her. But I was in jail from October until January. <laughs> Damn. This and they were not playing top segment. model in there? Shit. They didn't, but I will say I was I was in a dorm with like 60 other men. I had long hair. I was pumped. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone said, called me hey. the punk, but people would like sneak me bras in and I was able to like wear pigtails and then they brought me colored pencils so I could put my eyebrows on. And I there was will. like, <laughs> there was one CO who used to let me stay up late and watch Sex in the City reruns. Um, I... and bring me food from the outside because he saw me at Parliament House. This gets less <laughs> and less homophobic as you go on. It so really does you at... get less and less homophobic. That's also where right? I fall in love with Puerto Rican dicks. Talk about sex. <laughs> yeah, oh, hey, look, you know, there's something about it. Look, for anyone who hasn't experienced it, there's definitely something about that Puerto Rican dick. BJ's walking by and shaking his head. Leave me alone, BJ. <laughs> we love BJ. Hi. <laughs> Um, okay, so you said they saw you at Parliament House. So where was this in Florida where you were at this, for this three months? Yes, ma'am. This was Orlando, Ooh, Florida. Goodness. I can only imagine. <laughs> um, and it was interesting. But I was, I mean, I was like the queen of the dorm. It was really wild. I remember actually like New Year's Eve, I called my mom from the payphone and she was like, what's happening there? Is there a riot? I was like, no, I convinced them to have a party. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's cheering and your mom is like, what's going on? Are people getting shanked in the background? Um, Okay, so, okay, well then let's fast forward. Post-season, post 
uh, jail time. She just gets out. She got a new lease on life. She said, look. She had a, was, yeah, she got a new lease on life, bitch. She was out and ready. I was like, I'm going to turn a new leaf. I'm going to be a good girl. That lasted about a, a day. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to think of like, you know, the post-prison um, uh, fashions. You know what I'm saying? Like how you would go and like reinvent yourself. Be like, okay, people saw me as one way when I went in. But, you know, I've, mm-hmm. like, been through some things. I've had an experience, like, a life-changing experience. So I'm going to come out, and, like, my style is going to be like this. I was watching those Sex in the City reruns, and when I come out, I'm going to be serving you this. Um, like, first night out in the club, like, can you describe to us, like, what you were wearing? Like, what was oh, going boots. on? I went to a thrift store. I found this amazing gold pleated vintage, like, skirt, and I wore it as a dress. And while I was in jail hung up by madonna came out and so i remember i had this like little um like little radio with these little headphones and i remember the first time i they were like here's the new madonna track and i burst into tears in front of this (laughs) door (laughs) (laughs) madonna has a new album oh my god so of course the first you know number i did was hung up by madonna jail in that little gold I have to, uh, yes. I'll, I have pictures and I'll send them to you. I I have them saved on my phone because I found them recently. Oh, I um, love. And I felt so fish, bitch. I had barely like barely an eye on just a little teal eyeliner because it's something that, that I stole sense. from Walgreens. Go <laughs> uh, <laughs> straight from prison and already shoplifting. She said it's a victimless crime. Listen, you can't keep a bad bitch down. <laughs> <laughs> um. How was the hair? Were you serving the little fair faucet? Oh, the hair. Very that. Yeah. You know, at at the time we didn't have lace fronts, but it was. (laughs) You know, look, you could front that wig, that old pageant way where you would tease that hairline down. I had tried to. Melt that shit with some hairspray in in a a blow dryer and then just. And bitch, the contour was charcoal. (laughs) I was like, oh, I'm going to blend it in. I'm going to make sure it's real nice and rooted and brown. No. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> what was it about like mid 2000s? I'm going to say like mid 2000s all the way to, I would say like 2012, 13, where it was mm-hmm. like charcoal, purple, cranberry ass contour. <laughs> just look at, just, I mean, yeah, so hard. You harsh. know what it was? It was that, <laughs> it was that plum from La Femme. Plum. Oh, baby, yes. <laughs> Oh, baby, yes. You couldn't tell the girls that they were not fish with that color on. <laughs> um, okay, so look, let's let's get into the top model of it all because we are going to be talking about the top three. And uh, in this episode, they are asked to do an ad with their future client, CoverGirl. They will be shooting their beauty editorial and commercial with Mr. J., photographer Jim DeYonker, and special guest Cycle 6 winner Dan Yao. So let's get into these commercials and these (laughs) beauty shots. (laughs) And first up, we have the one, the only, Carrie D. All right. Who I'm obsessed with, by the way. We love Carrie D. Carrie D, okay, if they had a miscongeniality for Cycle 7 of America's Next Top Model, uh, Miss Congeniality would definitely be Miss Carity. Mm-hmm. Even though she won, can you win both in the top model, Miss Congeniality? Yeah, why not? Why can't in my mind, why not? You could be the best and you could be the nicest too. Like, why not? 
I mean, some people that would miss congeniality in other places also probably still think they're the best. So you're right. See, but they didn't win that crown. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. We're just like splitting hairs over, you know, titles and whatnot. But in my universe, in my mind, you could be both the winner takes all and miss congeniality. Boots. You know? True. Okay, so let's get into her performance, though. Because at the shoot, um, it was obvious that Cara D had done her work. She knew her lines, but she didn't overthink them. Um, She went in quite uptight. But then, you know, after kind of like getting out there, shaking off those jitters, she loosened up. And uh, Mr. J felt that she may have gotten a little bit too loose. Uh, Story of my life. However, (laughs) (laughs) um, she really did nail her uh, performance and uh, she was really focused on her look and delivered a lovely, gorgeous beauty shot. Like I'm obsessed with, I mean, see, this is where it always gets confusing because I know that this isn't her, but the contour on that cheek, mama, is giving, it's giving born this way. Sharp. Sharp. (laughs) (laughs) Geometry, honey. Geometry. Yes. She's giving me, okay. She's giving me a little bit of, um, God, what was that model in the 60s? Verushka. She's giving Mm. me some Verushka. Very, very Eastern European, strong woman, strong cheekbones, strong jaw. Um, I live. I like her neck and her shoulder. I love that they kind of did this, um, the those like early '90s glamour shots where there's like a faded out version of her in the background. Yes, you know, yes. we need to do that more. We need to bring that back. The good old JCPenney mall photo, honey. Hello, when when you know, like there was no top photo because you had three amazing photos, and they said we're gonna fit them all into the same image because you served. True. No. I'm all alone. No, that's okay. That's okay. No, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was letting you have your moment, honey. I was like, yes. You know. You know what I. You know what I love about her performance, though, is that, um, she went in and she was like, "Listen, I know my lines. I'm fine. I'm good." And then they were getting ready, and Melrose was over there reciting her lines the whole time. Was it Melrose? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. Who? was fucking annoying, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she's over there, and she's like, oh my God, can you just please shut up? Because you're going to fuck me up. Because you're thinking right. too much. And Melrose went in there. I mean, I'm sure we're going to get to that. But she went in there thinking she was going to do something and then fucked everything up. I don't know. I'm so drunk, y'all. But but, <laughs> but but all but all that line practicing and nobody once told her how to say fiesta correctly. <laughs> Look, will you um will you say fiesta the way she did? Wasn't it um, wasn't it feista? Didn't she say it? she? I don't remember how she said it, but it was wrong. I remember Look, being triggered at how wrong it was. They it also was had that it was like fiesta or something. Yes, fiesta. Well, they yes. also had that mini challenge where they told her to box joyfully, and she just like put a little Vogue box around herself. So <laughs> we don't look. 
She also Points said, I creativity. smell what you're walking in. So she's, yeah. yeah, she's a creative girl. Right. You know, Melrose has sure. her way. You know, she's from the Bay, correct? Melrose is from yeah. the Bay, yes. Look, they walk to the beat of their own drum. You know, I smell what she's stepping into. Patchouli, honey. She thought she was giving, but she wasn't giving. She was giving me a headache. <laughs> Very. I um I don't know what's happening here. And just like based off of like the performance that we've seen from Melrose throughout the entire season, I'm just like bewildered, um, perplexed, flummoxed as to how this was like her cover girl shot. I don't know what she's thinking about. I don't know what's going through mama's head, but there's been so many photos throughout this competition where Melrose has delivered a complete serve in the face and the body and all of that. And this like, to me, is giving that JC, like it's really giving that JC Penny at the mall kind of photo shoot, <laughs> not giving a cover girl ad, you know? Because if they put this up and put it like on, on a uh, billboard in Times Square, I would walk past it and be like, girl, why? Why? Okay. Why is that there? Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, does that mean that was this the best shot? Was it? Do we think Melrose came off fake during her commercial as well? The judges were really focused on what a fake bitch she came off as. Right. They love to tell a, a studied bitch that she's fake. Um, look, I mean, that that's kind of the balance I feel for nailing these types of things, right? You have to study, 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 study. And then when you get there, kind of like throw that out the window and allow yourself to just kind of like relax into it. Otherwise you're going to, you being tentative is going to read on screen. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, for sure. You know, you really got to relax through it and not think about it too hard, which I think was what her issue was. She, um, I think she like over familiarized herself with the material. And when you start doing that shit, that you lose a sense of ease and, um, uh-huh. and like it just, it, you know, doesn't come across natural. Exactly. You always, cause like for me, at least whenever I've like had to do anything with like learning lines, I mean, I guess what you get into like a, a play play and you're like doing it for a while you know exactly what your lines are but there's this piece right. of me that likes to like not be so sure of them because just like in real life when you're finding your words i like to be able to discover those words when i'm trying to like say those lines back so i think it's always good to be as prepared as possible but also leave a little bit up to chance because then it kind of makes it feel a little bit more natural yeah because you also like you know you never know especially when you're acting you never know what's going to happen from whoever else is on set or doing anything with you and i guess mm-hmm. that is you know kind of the pressure of doing a solo yeah monologue or delivery because you know it, it is all in your court uh-huh um and you have no no one to volley with but yeah know. and also what was i just about to say you started talking about volleying, and then I was like, oh my God, volleyball. Um, <laughs> and courts and such, and acting and things. I don't know. It's gone. Something about the courts. Something about a court. 
Well, look, <laughs> let's let's move on. Speaking of holding courts, let's move on to our queen Eugenia. Oh my um, god, those freckles. The freckles. Uh... This thing, little Miss Eugenia. Um I love she her looks little gorgeous. I mean oh, her I mean. her face is like striking. Stunning. Um damn, I mean I really wish that they could just like touch up those roots because she has all that new growth coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, um a hot comb would have just got those edges right together. But that ain't her fault. It's not. Right? I got my hot comb sitting literally right over here next to me because you never know when you got to get that part right. A bitch got to stay ready, honey. Hello. And we know Miss Tyra does not like to help those girls after makeover day, day one. Oh, no. I mean, first of all, she sabotages them to begin with. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I Look, it, it has become so obvious over time that a lot of these really long, long hair weaves that they gave these girls were all, like, blends. Oh. They weren't 100% human. The way those those girls were getting so chaotic and staticky and ratted by the end of it, I was like, you didn't even invest in giving these girls real human hair. How dare. Tyria only gets the human hair budget. Well, I mean, look, all I'm saying is, according to what Raja told us, if they could get a two-story trailer for Tyra, they could afford a couple of, like, you know, human hair extensions and weaves for the girls. Y'all can't get a sponsor? All your photo shoots are sponsored? Get a hair sponsor. Right. I I forgot about that. A two-level trailer for Miss Tyra. With a fireplace. I think about it often. Wait. What? Yeah, yeah, Rasha was telling us when she was on the podcast last, you know, while working on the show that, you know, uh, she had like a meeting with Tyra when she was doing her little bit um, where she was pretending to be Tyra. And she said she went to her trailer to like try on some things, do a fitting um, with one of Tyra's dresses. And she's like, yeah, she had a two story trailer with a fireplace. Um, Wild. And that's only the second time I've ever heard about someone having a two-story uh, a trailer. And the only other person that I heard about having one was Michael Jackson. Oh, she she gives me very that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tyra, I mean, Michael. I can, only, mm-hmm, I can only imagine all the wardrobe and things like that. And, you know, obviously on sets, there's a lot of downtime. So, unless you're a contestant. But, you know, there's a lot of downtime where you're, like, sitting around waiting. So she might as well have, like, the nicest trailer that you could possibly imagine. Tea. I wonder what it smelled like in there. Fresh wood and smize. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your new fragrance? Vanilla candles and pump it up. <laughs> Fresh, pump it up. Oh my Girl, God. right, like that is that is a smell that makes me feel right at home. All right, um, look, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will keep chatting about this stunning finale of, I almost said RuPaul's Drag Race, of America's <laughs> Top <laughs> Model. We'll be right back. We are back and we are chatting with Fashion Angel Detox. Now, we are talking about the finale of Cycle 7. 
And at the end of every cycle, the top models are asked to do a runway show for a local designer in the country that they are visiting. The cycle is no different. The models meet Mr. J at Gowdy Park, where they find out that they will be doing a theatrical runway show. They will be dressed as ghostly brides, and the show would get progressively more dramatic as it went on. So what are our thoughts, initial thoughts, about this runway runway concept? These ghostly brides. I mean, I love a ghost. Um, The children freaked me out. (laughs) Yeah, not necessary. Kids are scary, um, but I mean, ghostly. All I know is Carrie D looked amazing. Um, you are such a Carrie D stan. I, I truly, I really am. I, I, I love it. I mean, we, I don't know if anybody's, we've only really stand on child this whole cycle. So it's nice to have uh, somebody else stand someone else in this house. You today. know why it is, is I remember that my, one of my first times ever going to New York, um, Carrie D was working the door at this club that I went to and, Word. which is wild. And I was like, I, like I knew, I saw her. I was like, I fucking know you from something. And she was like, "It's very us when people see us at the airport. We're like, tee hee hee." Oh, really? How is it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and it was Gary D, and she was very sweet and a good time. And I feel like that's probably why I stand here to this day. <laughs> right, and I live for the girls. Like, um, going. Where, where was this club? Was it in New York? It was in New York, yeah. I want to say it was, um, it wasn't Van, I can't even remember. I love that some of the girls go to the the clubs in New York and start working the clubs. Like Joni was telling us, well, she, uh, Joni Schultz from season six, runner up, she was telling us when we had her on the show that when she moved to LA, that's what she was doing a lot of like coordinating and things like that, you know, uh, doing like promotional things for clubs and mm-hmm. such. And I was like, wow, the similarities between our jobs, it's insane. Oh, boots. Um, okay, so let's get into this runway presentation. I love the concept. I thought the clothes were um, cute. And I loved, obviously, I love always getting uh, Miss J. Alexander cameo and her opening the runway show was sickening. Um, how do we feel about each girl's performance? Let's start with Melrose. Oh, I was, I'm watching it right now, actually. And I, <laughs> I, just, I Melrose just went and I just rolled my eyes so hard. <laughs> she really, she pees and swears. She's a girl who, which I mean, you have to. And she swear pees and, she and, pees and swears. She, yeah, she pees for herself and swears for herself. Like she is her <laughs> biggest fan. Yes. Yeah. She is her biggest fan. And I you know, we let's yes, by all means, you have to be that. <clears throat> but I, it was I, a little too much. <laughs> I agree. It's hard to like root. Like she is really good. Like going back and looking at her photos, she's so stunning, but also so annoying. So it's hard to be like, you should win and get all these accolades when really I can't stand you. Yeah, I know. Poor thing. Poor thing. I mean, 
she went in with Lisa D'Amato's attitude. I feel like she really wanted to produce the show. Yeah. And, yeah. and the and girls did not like it or her. Yeah. It's like, babes, you just got to like go in there and do the job that's at hand. You know, all of your amazing outside knowledge and experience and such forth and such as nobody cares. So no need to share it. Um, just like, you know, roll in, do your thing collect your challenge wins and hopefully a check at the end and then just be like deuces she wasn't doing that no she wasn't um okay well look let's get into these photos because at panel obviously they wanted to go over each finalist journey and so we have miss carity and miss melrose and the first one up was the photo shoot about model stereotypes. Okay, so Carrie D was uh, a dumb model and uh, Melrose wouldn't get out of bed for less than $10,000 a day. Goals. I mean, honestly, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, and I'm like trying to think, was it Linda Evangelista's quote $20,000 a day? I'm pretty sure it was. Right, I so why, it was more than that. Right, like, why did they cut it in half? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I think, Cause you know. Ty was always trying to get one up on the girls as well. <laughs> right, she tried to be like, uh, no, bitch, you ain't getting out. Ain't nobody paying you $20,000 to get out of the bed. It was 10000 un- unfortunately. Oh, I just I Googled it. it. I just heard you Google it. Yeah. yeah. Away. We okay, don't wake well, up for less than $10,000 a day. Honestly? Mood. Mood work linda in this economy she was really progressive honestly i I, like look at linda evangelista's status i would assume that it would have been twenty thousand dollars a day truly but i love that she was humble enough to just say 10. (laughs) inflation wasn't a thing What about Melrose's attitude, though, for this photo shoot? This was when she showed up to set and was like, my hair and makeup, it got smashed during my massage. Like, she almost sent honestly, home for this that one. was like that was, like, uh, really realistic. Why the fuck would they do her hair and her makeup and then send her to go and get a massage where she's laying face down on a massage table with her face through that little face hole? That was a setup. Because Tyra's always trying to get the girls. <laughs> and so she's late to set because she has to get touch-ups because y'all just had her shove her face through a little hole. You're like, yeah, uh, that's kind of what's going to happen. Uh, Mr. J just didn't like her attitude because she was trying to be cute about it. But I'm like, y'all really blew that one out of proportion. We're like, wow, you are such a diva, Melrose. They, they set her up and she took the bait. They were like, we're going to make you come off as a diva. And she showed up to set and was like, well, Mr. J, what did you expect? And they were like, they were like this attitude. Mr. J was like, not this bitch. Um, Okay. If you had a model stereotype, um, what stereotype would you have wanted to be? Me? Yeah. Oh, the addict, heroin chic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You are what you eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, God. Which one would I be? I think I would be the 
phone throwing one um, based off of Naomi just because uh, Monique did so bad in that photo. I would like bring it justice. We need that too. That was such a, a missed opportunity by Miss Monique. Right. Absolutely. How about you, Maxwell? What would be your model stereotype? I would probably have to do something with the diet just because I always like to be photographed with food. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like I would really maybe want to be like overeating or undereating for a photo shoot sort of situation. Yeah. For models, I don't think overeating is a stereotype. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to reinvent the You would probably be eating a Tic Tac with a knife and fork. I'm here for it. I would be here for it. As long as they photoshopped pizza thoughts coming out of my head, I would be fine with eating a Tic Tac for a lunch. Okay, well, now the art direction is just going in a really weird way. I'm like, (laughs) wow. Wow. I was like, now this is a comic book. Now we're doing like model stereotypes mixed with like Lichtenstein. What the fuck? (laughs) I'm always thinking. I'm conceptualizing (laughs) and such as. Yes. Uh, Speaking of (laughs) concepts. Uh, what do we think about the concept of the celebrity couples that the models had to do? I thought it was super cute. Um, yeah. and it's also fucking wild to see somebody portraying Donald Trump. After I know. Fucking, I know. We've all gone through as a nation. It's just so weird seeing him as such a pop culture, like phenomenon. Yeah. I was just like, always, we've just been so obsessed with his antics. Oh, if you were a celebrity couple, uh, what celebrity couple would you want to play? Mm. I mean, I, I, I do not like the Kardashians, but I kind of am I'm obsessed with um, Courtney and, and Travis. <laughs> and Travis right now, just because they're so gross. And I, and I love a PDA moment. Yes. That's, the, that's who I wanted to be, too. <laughs> I could um, see was Cor- I, I guess he was Courtney Love and uh, Kurt Cobain. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, that would be hot. I could also see you doing um, Posh and David Beckham. Love. Ooh, that would be great, <laughs> actually. The Bob. Or, or or when she had her little short blonde moment. Right that little her. blonde moment when, yes. they lived, when they lived in L.A. <laughs> yes, right? She's like, now I'm blonde and short. She's like, I'm edgy. When she went to the DMV, that's my favorite video of all time. It's brilliant. It is pure theater. <laughs> yeah, when she, she's like, wait, I don't get to review the photo before you print it. And she's like, this, right. is, the, she's like, this is the DMV. And it still <laughs> right. was like over her head. She was like, but wait, what? Yeah. Wow. I mean, poor thing. But <clears throat> lovely. She's gorgeous and stunning. Just like, um, what was that? What were you going to say? What celebrity couple did you want to be again? Oh, I wanted to be uh, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. Yes, with the bring it on. Yeah, so that would be bring it on. I would be like as like a clover and then also in like a basketball uniform for him. That's cute. Right? Um, Okay, let's move on to these edgy photos where they said, hey, models, this is what costume contacts look like um <laughs> and let's mess up your we went to hollywood boulevard <laughs> for real bitch they sure the hell did they may have even bought them off the street in santi alley <laughs> they sure did, all those bitches had pink eye after this right for and, sure 
And they said, let's give you a Julia Fox eye. <laughs> I'm cut jobs. I'm cut jobs. Um, which actually popped up on my, like, uh, it's trending now on Netflix, Uncut Jams. Oh, Maybe enough shocking. people finally realized that that was the movie she was in and not just uh-huh. being an idiot talking. Yeah. That's my favorite part <laughs> is when people are like, I don't even know where she's from. And I'm like, she's from Uncut Gems, the movie. That's what she's yeah. talking about when she With was in. Adam Sandler. Directed by Zach Brafty. Josh. That? Josh, whoever. Safty. Zafty, <laughs> her too. Um, whatever. What do, detox? What do you think of Tyra's photography skills? This is, you know, our beauty shots that Tyra, the photographer, comes out. Oh, <laughs> I mean, listen. We, we're talking about the weird angle ones with the fucking contacts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm. It's. I. Of course. Here I am being a Carrie D. Stan. I fucking love that picture. Absolutely. But when I tell you, when Tyra comes out with her fucking camera, and she's like, when I, she always dresses like she's um, on safari. Yes. <laughs> there's always like, there's right. always a riding, there's always a riding pant, and like some, it's just always something extra, and she brings out the biggest lens and the Absolutely. biggest camera that she has, <laughs> and then the pictures end up looking like they're disposable film. <laughs> but god yeah. bless her i mean bless i love her versatility i mean she's trying it all singing top uh talk show host you know it's <laughs> right it's giving building an empire i love that it's always black and white too never color oh always she i was like i correct. only photograph a black one. oh Though i'm, I'm I, her bread honey <laughs> though I will say even though this hasn't happened yet in season 9 we did get those really amazing photos that Tyra took of the girls at the Great Wall of China I will say that I was thoroughly impressed like Tyra actually fully did the damn thing with those those did were lovely she, did she though do the thing was she at the, my question is more is she actually doing the thing or was she I was just gonna say it like was it really Tyra okay I so what I'm saying is prop, okay so yeah I'm sure she had she had several assistants someone who tested the lens someone who tested the lighting the exposures got all of that all set up and then Tyra just came in with the camera it was like click click but the composition of the photos were nice. I also feel like though, Gotta if give you her really that. watch, I feel like if you really watch back, the angle that the f- photographs actually come out at are not the angle that she's sitting at. But I but will she go was when positioned at yes, yeah, yeah. Like when we go back and review the tapes, I will, uh, I will totally take back what I said right now. But I feel like she might not have been taking those, but that's okay. Well, like my therapist always said, feelings aren't facts. Moving on. Um, <laughs> well, that's why we don't invite Can her I to get this that call. Number? <laughs> you need to do the work of, to rid yourself of the shadows, Maxwell, okay? Um, <laughs> all right, so, okay. I love this next photo. This is when they um, did their uh, romance novel covers. And this one probably, for me, is one of my favorites uh, that Melrose took throughout the competition. I thought that she absolutely nailed 
the brief for this. And that's why, like, this was the photo that was playing in my mind when I saw her final uh, cover girl shot. And I was just like, where is this girl? You know? Mm-hmm. Where's, like, this kind of emotion? This kind of, like, projection? Like, you get personality. You get emotion. Something from this. Whereas that cover girl shot just almost seemed like it was a test shot where they were, you know, making sure that the light levels were okay. It really did, though, didn't it? That shot, right? It was she, like, that's she, the best. That's the best one you got, right? She just felt there, you know, not present, but just there. What would the name? What novel and cover that, would you be? <laughs> what novel cover would you be, Miss Detox? Um, something pornographic, or <laughs> <laughs> or something like, honestly, like a Nancy Drew. Like a Nancy Drew romance novel because I love true crime. <laughs> that, that would. That would. Yours would be Escape from Bitch Mountain. <laughs> yes. And she like runs into a sexy lumberjack on her way down because her flashlight oh runs out. Oh my God. I was just about to bring it to DVD, you fucking bitch. <laughs> I got caught into the trapper's trap. Right. <laughs> and he came and he helped me. <laughs> what would your romance romance novel uh, title be, Maxwell? I, w- I would want to do something with Tarzan in the jungle. I would be like, you know, very like Tarzan and Jane vibes, like ran off in the jungle in the forest and never came back. Right. Um... She's in love with a monkey man. Not she's in love with a monkey man. (laughs) (laughs) Not she's in love with a monkey man. Um, Wow. But isn't he just a man? He's just a man. Well, I would want mine in my novel. It would be a monkey man. So you're going for the the apes, not Tarzan. I'm I'm definitely going for... I'm going for fiction, not nonfiction. Um, in the romance Tarzan novel department. Tarzan was... That's, wait, Tarzan wasn't real, was he? No. That's, that's what about, I'm going that's a for. Fictional character. <laughs> right? Fiction. I, well, Listen, everything's yeah, real but, when you put your mind to it. Yeah, babes, but I'm confused because then you're like, I want a monkey man. And I was just like, well, that's more Planet of the Apes. And you were like, right, because I want more fiction than nonfiction. And I was like, baby, Tarzan wasn't real either. That is also fiction, a fabricated person. Okay, I have to be honest. The words nonfiction versus fiction are very confusing. It's like... That real... That, <laughs> no, you're right. That, that one used to have me by the throat when I was eight years old. Until somebody looked at me and said, nonfiction, not fact, was, was when it clicked. I was like, oh... Got it. Okay, I'm confused. I don't, but I don't read books. Wait, no, fiction isn't <laughs> fact. Fiction is fiction. See, this is now what's confusing. confusing. <laughs> this Bames. is what is confusing. There is, there is fact, and then there is fiction, right. which means it's made up. So then nonfiction means that it's fact. It's factual. It's factual. I'll just stick to movie posters instead of book covers. Thank you very much. <laughs> Work. Keep me out of the library. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot what I said when we were going over these photos, but right now I feel like my um, cover would be um, chocolate lavender 
the forbidden fruit. Ooh. Ooh uh, wow. Wait, is, is lavender a fruit? No, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're going to go for the nonfiction version of the story, <laughs> Ooh, lavender I is know. a fruit. <laughs> Chocolate lavender seems a little fictional to me. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Let's talk about <laughs> this amazing uh, photo shoot when they got to uh, good old Barcelona where they had to tame these bulls. Um, I'm not going to lie. I think about this photo shoot every time I go to the gym and I have to like stretch my shoulders with one of those parallel bars. You know, like sometimes I'll catch my reflection in the mirror and I'm like, Ugh. Come get me, bull. <laughs> Come get me, bull. I'm like, don't worry. Later on, Nigel's going to Photoshop a big red cape in the back. Oh, and a bull running Listen, at you. And a full-on this, bull. This photo shoot ran so Madonna's living for love could walk. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um... Wow, I'm just thinking about that performance too. What award show was that at? Was that like the AMAs or something, or the Brit Awards, or the one where she fell, where she got snatched? Mm -hmm. Oh, that was the Brits. That was the Brit Awards. Damn, they really came for her. Um, Even though I know that uh, it was supposed to come off uh, before that, but Jesus Christ, someone set her up. I mean, I remember her saying herself, she's like, I was supposed to undo the strap, and I forgot. I mean, Madonna doesn't often admit to mistakes, so I'm glad in that moment she did. Right? Because the day It's true, because my favorite thing is you can see her, like, realize it while she's doing it, and then she's, like, fumbling. And it's too late. She's like, whoop, well, uh. It's too late. <laughs> Hearing that mic the just hit the stage. Doof. <laughs> <laughs> Good for her, though, for getting back up and slaying that performance. Yes. You know what? She's an old lady, you know what I mean? Like, that bitch probably got osteoporosis in the way that she bounced back up. Baby, the way that that snatch would have leveled me. Right? At a smooth 30 years old, like, that would have leveled me. Like, so, shit. The fact that she was able to jump back up and do the rest of that performance, kudos to her. Because I would have been laying there suing somebody <laughs> oh boots this is regardless of whether it's not my <laughs> you know it's just an everything for um everyone <laughs> um kind of podcast so okay look ultimately at the end of all of this after all was said and done after all of the photos had been taken and the hair had been bleached and the runways had been walked it was our girl Kira D that was named the victor of Cycle Seven of America's Next Top Model. Do you think that it was a deserving win, Detox? I feel like I already know the answer to this question. I do. I loved her. I thought she was fierce, and I thought she was super cute. And now look at her; she's doing commercials for uh, rosacea or psoriasis. Um, psoriasis. psoriasis. <laughs> yes. Yes. She and... is. Listen, she is my psoriasis, honey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. 
I look, I agree. I've really felt like early on that it was Carrie D's season um, to win. I felt like she really was a strong competitor. She uh, led with a lot of heart and personality and was just like overall just very likable and served it in all of these photos. So um, kudos to her. True. Yeah, that's how you feel, Maxwell. I mean, that's that's about you're like I. Yeah, true. She's great. I just, I just think on top. I don't like either of them. I was definitely not team this top two. To be completely honest. Oh, who would you have wanted to see in this position? I wanted Anshal in the bottom the whole time, or in the top the bottom. In the top, (laughs) I wanted her to be at the end. The opposite of nonfiction in the bottom. <laughs> I wanted, look, I wanted, I, I definitely loved Anshal, thought she was gorgeous. Still do. She's still gorgeous. Um, absolutely stunning. Uh, but Anshal was not giving the performance that was necessary for a top model winner. As much as I loved her, you know, that's, like. That's because she was too busy helping all her white roommates, but we could get into that a different day. <laughs> Um, no, we can get into that right now. Um, let's we, explain. We actually have to take Elaborate. a break. So Okay, fine. Well, then I guess we'll just oh, have wow. a conversation about, yeah, really, how convenient that we we'll have be to right see back. Her. Yeah, we will be right back. And when we get back from being right back, we will talk to our sister, Detox. <laughs> Welcome back. We are chatting <laughs> with my fave and absolute legend, Detox. Now, on this show, we talk about looks and fashion. And if we know one thing about our good sis, Detox, is that you are a fashion diva. Now, where did your passion for fashion come from? <laughs> Uh, honestly, like my sister is a huge influence in like in my life, and she's, yes. she's seven years older than I am. And I remember just watching her growing up, and like reading all of her fashion magazines, and just watching her do what she does, and being so inspired by her. And then that like led me into oh, oh my god, excuse me, see that's what happened. <laughs> I'm eating. I apologize. Edit that out. <laughs> she's like that's not very top model of me that's so not top model of me uh but she you know got me into watching fashion shows and watching the vogue fashion awards which i miss like kids mm-hmm. these days have mm-hmm. no idea how much fun those vogue fashion awards were um bh1 honey yeah um, those are the good old days the good old days and li- like wa- honestly watching the the Mugler like retrospective on the VH1 Vogue Fashion Awards in 1995 was life changing. Um, yeah, I still want to live in that world and that universe. I know that yes. you're a huge Mugler fan. And, yes, ma'am. You know. I mean, look, <sighs> Mugler. I mean, is one of the last. I feel like great, great, great innovators that the fashion industry um, has seen, you know? Um, yeah. 
they don't make them like that anymore they really don't make them like that anymore they truly don't and especially the fact that you know he hadn't designed and in years and that so many of the people who um a lot of us look up to you know like galliano and Mm -hmm. uh, gareth Pugh and like um even mark jacobs like people are constantly referencing and going back to his work Mm -hmm. um and I think one of the saddest things is that even though he was like, you know, celebrated, I don't think that he was as celebrated then when he was actually working until yeah. he retired. Yeah. Until people realized, oh, like this is a creative genius. And, you know, they Absolutely. almost looked at the spectacle of it as like something costumey and, and too over the top when really it was truly groundbreaking absolutely absolutely just like true visionary like i love to in the mornings when i'm like making my coffee you know smoking a little marijuana watering my plants to put on a good mugler show from the 80s or oh, 90s yeah. you know even good the time. soundtrack bitch yes like, bitch sound- you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. it was all like it was just cunty. Yes, you're like you feel you like know? you're in some German sex club, watching all these like fantastic, fuck. yes, femme fatales and everything in between, trans models, all of it. You know, we got the Connie Flemings walking the runway, yes. like all of those unbelievable icons. And I mean, what a celebration of just like femininity and divinity and imagination, just. And power. And power. And, and sex. Empowerment. Yeah. Yeah, babes. Always, always sexy at the end of the day. Um, I, well, besides Mugler, which we know you are such a Mugler doll, who are some other of your um, biggest fashion inspirations and influences? Uh, I mean... I loved Tom Ford at Gucci. I love Tom Ford mm, now, but I really, mm-hmm. I really loved what he did with Gucci. That was a um, moment. A huge, it was a moment. You know, he revitalized that house. Maybe. Uh, I remember I looking at those ads in magazines. Gaga. It's Stop huh? Lady Gaga. <laughs> Stop Lady Gaga <laughs> from taking that. over for the house of Gucci. <laughs> I saw that movie. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> you single-handedly stopped her <laughs> he said you will not like he i remember star seeing is those... not born honey. <laughs> he said more like a star is torn um <laughs> <laughs> uh, i remember seeing those gucci ads um in the magazines when i was younger just being like oh my god like damn Am I allowed to be looking at this right now? Like, they were just so sexually porn. charged. Yeah, they were porn. Mm-hmm. They were really porn. Yeah. And we didn't even get the good ones in the States. It was, like, all the European ones were, that's, you know, it's a fucking G pubic hair, all that shit. Like, we didn't even get the good stuff. Oh, my God. See, that I didn't was all know about this. It, now I'm going to have to go and do some deep internet diving. I can't wait. Yes. Oh, my God. One of my favorite ads ever is from, like, Italian Vogue. Um, and I think it was... It, I think it might have been for, like, footwear, mm. like a Gucci pump, and it was literally uh, one of the models, and it was from the belly button down, and she was pulling her panty down, and she had the the Gucci G squared off G shaved into her pubic hair. I live, <laughs> and it was everything. I live. Um, 
So now that we are getting the opportunity to get back out there in the world, you know, things are opening back up. I know that you're out on the road performing um, now. Summer is right upon us. So do you have anything fun planned this summer? Any fun travels or tours or anything like that? Bitch, I'm on the road for the next several months, which is good, but I'm also... um... <laughs> it's like, I'm like so out of practice. Like I got so comfortable. Yeah. In those two years not doing anything. Uh-huh. But um I guess well I'll be at DragCon coming yes. up in May, which will be fun. And then straight from there I go to Ibiza for the first time for Drag Fest. Yes. I'll be and then I'm doing like a whole UK and Europe tour. And then I'll be in um Drag Fest Italy and BJ, yes. where else am I? UK. I'm all over. <laughs> UK, where, UK, hon. This is like your first time getting back on the road. Where are you most excited to go back to? Um, I re- you know what? I really want to go back to Australia because I haven't been there in so long and I have so many friends there. And so far, um, I don't have anything on the books. But what I am really excited about, though, is I'm doing a big trip to Bali um, wow. in August which will be really fun and it's like um it's it's kind of like an influencer trip so it's me and some of my like biggest fans and a lot of friends and family are going and it's basically just a vacation with detox in bali for a week which i'm, I'm super so about. jealous because literally was uh talking to raja about bali and i've been wanting to go since like last summer I've been yeah like- i'm dying to go it'll be my first time you should come uh well, I, unfortunately, you know, Miss Bam is booked in August. Uh, you know, so you said August. I was like, maybe she's gonna go. You know, like uh, late fall or something like that. And then you said August. I was like, God damn it, yeah, damn it. But I well, cannot wait. Be, you've gonna be real busy. Miss, oh, Miss Winter Season T. Oh my goodness. We yeah. There's gonna <laughs> that... now we can finally talk about it. <laughs> I know it's just like so crazy to think that I'm gonna be doing this process for a third time. But the thing that I find so interesting about, um, well, the thing that I love the most, let me just put it that way, um, about going back is just getting a chance to like work with some really amazing, cool people, like. The crew on that show, like the talent handlers, everyone is just like so dedicated and it's such like a good feeling to go in there and to be on a set with so many people that are so dedicated and love coming to work and are in a good mood and are positive and are upbeat. And I would definitely say um, that because it was like an all winter season, uh, it was a much more relaxed atmosphere yeah i was gonna say like i'm sure i mean obviously i wouldn't know how it feels like but going back like already having one like it's there probably was um a bit of an ease yeah to it like okay i have nothing else to prove i already won this shit i don't have anything to prove i can go out here and enjoy myself and have fun and like exactly show out and show face and show my ass off but but you know there was that like going back there with all winners i think there's this common thread that y'all have already done that and been there right and i feel like especially for the girls who had like won all stars it was like oh my god this is our third time going through and doing this and you know i had already felt when i went back and did all stars that you know it was a little bit more of a relaxed environment because everyone there you know trusts the queens and blah 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 blah. so it's not as like as 
tight of a ship as you guys can't talk to each other and it's hard ice all right. the time and blah, 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 blah. So like this time, I don't think I, even, I, I don't think I heard the term ice like once. Which good, you know, you know like, like, cause like y'all also, shut me up. right. And also we knew the tea. The girls were like, okay, well, when y'all, y'all need to tell us something important, we will give you our, our full attention. Right. And you know, when cameras aren't rolling, we will just sit and we'll chill here and we'll kiki and have a good time or, and, and whatever. So it, it really made it fun. And I felt like it allowed us as um, competitors to get just that much more close. Cause we had so much more time to like spend together off camera, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so, we're so excited for you, and we're so happy for you, and I'm so excited to see you on TV again. Oh my god, it's gonna be so much fun! All the loops, all the runways, uh, it's all the judges, gagging. all the judges, the Naomi Campbell of it all. Wow! Yes. Like honestly, good. It, it was probably for the best that it was um, a pandemic, and we couldn't get within six feet of her because. Um, <laughs> <laughs> baby if you let me get i probably would have never let her go they probably would have had to call security you know <laughs> they it almost been always did. Met her before <laughs> what have you not met her before no i haven't and like the thing that was like really crazy is that you know rupaul's like you know we have a legendary legend um who's about to come out and you know we had no idea who it was but i was just like we're just standing here looking at the runway and i was like who could be like the most legendary person that I could think of that would like, you know, strut that runway. And I literally said to myself, I said, it's Naomi Campbell. And two seconds later, she, she turned that corner. Babes, I, I, I was like doubled over. I said, there is no way that she is right there looking so damn good, creating her own wind on that runway. It was iconic. No one does it better. No, no, no nobody, one. nobody, not, not a soul can glide. It was as if her feet didn't even touch the runway, but yet she had all the power and all the momentum to create all the wind in her hair. I was like, baby, I was too through everything, yeah. everything. Um, okay. I want to, we have like two minutes left, but I want to play like a really cute little game with you that we always do. Just really quick. Um, and it's called, what are you wearing? So what we do is we give you a fictional scenario and what you have to do is plan a look for this event. Okay. Sounds simple enough. Okay. All right. Work. So your 30th birthday is right around the corner and (sighs) you have a huge birthday blowout and all your friends. Uh mm -hmm. Thank you for making me feel good. (laughs) And all your friends are invited to this big birthday blowout. You have rented a luxe rooftop that looks over the entire Chicago skyline. And you've asked everyone to arrive right before sunset so that you can make your grand entrance right as the sun sets. So detox, what are you wearing? Work. Well, first of all, I'm being lowered onto the rooftop by a helicopter. Period. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Very much um, Diana Ross leaving the Super Bowl, but I am coming to my birthday party on the yes. top of the roof. I um, will. The sun is setting, and as I'm landing, the stage lights mm-hmm. up, and the curtain uh-huh. falls, and is delight reunited. Yeah. <laughs> Performing dewdrops in the garden from front to back, and I am wearing 
Um, I'm wearing vintage Pierre Cardin. Yes, I love. And, um, and those big, I can't, well, how do I say that? The, the, those big fucking delight shoes uh, with the V. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Uh, and I, I, you know, I just look like Lady with gear. And I'm popping I... out of the helicopter and I start dancing. And then we all do a lot of illicit activities. I love that. Well, I cannot wait for your 30th. It's going to be fierce. (laughs) Me too. I can't wait to have another one. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Detox. Um, That is all the time that we have for today. But I just want to say thank you so much for coming to Kiki with us on Wanna Be On Top. Did you have fun? I had so much fun. Thank you for having me and thank you for um, allowing me to be a part of this, even though I have really no recollection of season seven. (laughs) You did such a great job pretending for us. Absolutely. Oh, yay. You know, like there's nothing more iconic than being incarcerated while this season was airing to be like, yeah, I did that. Every, honestly everybody else from this point out when they're all like yeah I didn't watch I'm gonna be like why were you incarcerated <laughs> I'll be like no well then you don't have an excuse babes wanna like, be in you- jail <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh well please 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 tell our listeners um, where they can find you online and what all fun cool gigs you have coming up well you can catch me in abitha on may 19th for drag fest and then i will be starting the club kids um i can't remember the name of the tour but some kind of crazy club kids tour all over the uk and europe um and you can see me in chicago at roscoe's for my birthday on june 9th where i'm going to be it's, yeah, it's my 30th. I'm going to be lowered into the Roscoe's venue yes. from the helicopter <laughs> on acid. And um, myself will be there. Sassy Divine, Roxy Andrews on China, Mayhem, yes. Phoenix, a bunch Ooh. of local girls. It'll be really fun. Um, and then other than that, you can, you know, see all of my shenanigans on, at the Only Detox and um, Hotbox on Grinder. <laughs> we... <laughs> We love a good hot box. The only hot box. The only wow. hot box. The only <laughs> Detox 85 on PlayStation if you want to play DVD with me. But don't kill me because I'm fragile. Right. She's such a fragile little angel. Well, <laughs> listen, we've had so much fun with you. Thank you so much for joining us. And to all of our listeners, um, if you have any top model facts or questions for Maxwell and me, our guests, or you just want to say hi, you can send us an email to beontoppod at gmail.com. And remember to subscribe to Want to Be On Top wherever you listen and make sure to rate and review the show. It helps us grow. I'm Shea Coulee. And I'm Maxwell Esposito. And as always, the question with me, Want to be, be on top? top? Want to Be On Top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any other show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on this top model journey. It's been a wild and iconic ride. We're going to pause for a moment because we have exciting changes and developments coming up for the pod. So we're going to take a break. 
Switch it up, and we'll be back in your ears soon. And we can't wait to share with you guys what we've been cooking up. So, for the time being, you guys are just going to head over to Paramount Plus and catch our girl Shea Coulee slaying the game in RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 7, premiering May 20th. We will talk with you guys soon. Ta-ta for now. Forever! To listen to Wanna Be On Top? Ad-free and Monday early. Sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review. Wanna be on top? Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch. I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna be on top? It's produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, aka Mom. Hosted by Shea Coulee. Produced by Maxwell Esposito. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 